Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, Unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. All the promises that I gave to Moses are going to be transferred to you. And every, how do you say it? Every place, somebody say every place, that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Verse 6, be strong. Somebody say, be strong. And of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7, Only be, be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou might, mayest prosper whithersoever Thou goest, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And then he asked him a question. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong. And of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Amen. And what a promise, right? Three times in the first ten verses of that chapter, he told him, be strong and of a good courage, be strong. And very courageous. Be strong and of a good courage. Somebody say amen. Amen. Chapter 6, we're going to read verses 1 and 2. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out. And none came in. 
And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, tell your neighbor, see, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject. The walls can't stand in the way of God's plan. Somebody say, the walls are coming down. Amen. Why don't you lay your Bibles down, lift your hands unto the Lord this morning, and just ask Him to speak in this house. God, we're thankful, Lord, this morning for, for, for Your Word. We're thankful for Your eternal plan and purpose, God. Lord, we're thankful for every person. God, that's made their way out to the house of the Lord this morning. I pray, God, today that you would, that you would speak in this house, that you would utter your voice. God, that you would take us beyond ourselves this morning. Let your anointing flow in this place without limitation, without restriction, God. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to be understanding of your word. I pray that you would speak into every situation, every circumstance, every life. God, I pray that you would minister to things beyond the, 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 the walls of this church, God, and the borders of this city and Guernsey County. I pray that you would utter your prophetic prophetic voice in this house this morning, God. Encourage your people. Lift your people up, God. Let us leave here this morning filled with hope and joy and courage and faith. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Amen. Praise God. In the, in the first chapter of the book of Joshua, there is a transition taking place. A, uh, a transition from uh, the ministry of Moses to the ministry of Joshua, from the leadership of Moses to the leadership of Joshua. We know that Moses, it was commanded to Moses to, to go to, the, to Egypt and to, to free God's people. Amen. The, the Israelites were, were in bondage to Egypt for over 400 years, and, and God commanded Moses to go tell Pharaoh, to let his people go. Because he had prepared a land. He had prepared a place for his people. Amen. It was a, it was a place, the Bible says, it's flowing with milk and honey. And he told Moses that he was to go to bring them out. Glory. To bring them out so that he could take them in. Amen. I want to tell you this morning that, that God don't bring you out unless he wants to take you in. Amen. When God brings you out, he has a place for you that's prepared in his kingdom. 
Amen. God doesn't bring us out of bondage to leave us the same way that he brought us out. Amen. How many know that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Amen. There is a transition. There's a, there's a place, there's, a, there, there's a, a change that takes place in our lives when he brings us out of our old life. He's got a new life awaiting us in the land of promise. Somebody say amen. He brought you out of bondage, but there's a way of freedom that he wants to give you. He brought you out of hatred so that he could show you the way of love. He brought you out of a life of lust and addiction so that he could show you a life of temperance and what it means to be truly satisfied. Amen. He had a plan for them to enter in to his promise or to enter in to his rest. Amen. Moses brought them out of the, the land of Egypt. And the Bible says that they came to the Red Sea. And uh, Pharaoh's army was, was in hot pursuit on their tail. And they came up on them. And God, the Bible says that God put a pillar of fire by day and a pillar, a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to stand between the armies of Pharaoh and God's chosen people. Amen. But I want to tell you, the Bible says that, that the fire and the cloud was darkness unto them, but unto the children of Israel, it was light. Amen. Because when God's got purpose for your life, he's bringing you out and you're in pursuit of the land that he has given you. He will have mercy for you. He'll have grace for you. He'll protect you even when you know, don't know that he's protecting you. Amen. They were, they were standing at the edge of the Red Sea. They couldn't go forward and they couldn't go backward. You may have ever been there. Amen. Between a rock and a hard place. Amen. Stuck in trouble. In a place that they couldn't get out of themselves. Amen. They were, they were in a mess. They couldn't move forward and they couldn't go backward. Amen. They couldn't go back where they came from. The army of the of Egypt was waiting to slay them. And they couldn't go forward because there was an impossible barrier standing in front of them. Come on. There was an impossible uh, obstacle standing in front of them. Something that they couldn't overcome themselves. Something they didn't have the power to overcome or to move out of the way. Amen. But the Bible says that Moses began to pray unto the Lord and say, did you bring us out to have us killed by the armies of the Egyptians and the and the Lord said what is in your hand amen lift it up over the water and Moses lifted up the water and he said stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and the wind began to blow and the waters began to part and the Bible says that God parted the waters of the Red Sea and they walked across on dry ground Amen. Some people believe that that's a metaphor, that that didn't really happen. I believe it happened. Amen. I believe that God parted the water of the Red Sea. I believe that as they stood in front of that impossible obstacle, their past getting ready to destroy them, that God made a way through the Red Sea when there was no way. You may be in a situation you can't get out of yourself. You can't make it go away. But I'm going to tell you, the rod of the Lord, the path of the Lord is true, and it's a refuge, and it's a high place that we can run into and be saved He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. 
Amen. He parted the water. They went across on dry ground. They turned around and looked. Here comes the armies of the Egyptians. Hundreds of chariots. Amen. God said, I'm about ready to mess up his plans. Because once the children of Israel got across, no reason for the water to be parted. So he let it go. Amen. I believe the angel of the Lord was standing there like this, holding it. Amen. When the time came, he let it go, and it destroyed and drowned all of the armies of the Egyptians. Come on. It destroyed them completely. Amen. It destroyed every Egyptian that was in pursuit of their life. It destroyed every remnant of the past. Come on. It destroyed every remnant of where they came from. It destroyed every bad decision that they made. Come on. It, it, it washed it away. It destroyed it all. Because when God, when you're baptized, into Christ you put on Christ and the remission of sins is it's never to be remembered against you again it's washed away old things have passed away and behold all things have become new I'm telling you God will make a way where there seems to be no way amen, amen. came out of Egypt by the power of God amen none of us can save ourselves it's only by the power of God Amen. It's only by the power, only by the operation of God that we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Amen. They are set free from Egypt. Amen. And they're ready to go to the land that God had prepared for them. The Bible says, uh, if you look it up, the Bible don't necessarily say it, but if you look it up, uh, the, the land of promise was an 11, uh, approximately 11-day 11 journey to, to the banks of the, of the Jordan River. And uh, they headed that direction as if they were going to take the land. But when they got to the land, the Bible says that they, uh, Moses sent over 12 spies to spy out the land to see if it was actually as good as God said it was. Amen. But when, the, when they came back, they gave the report and they said, yeah, it's good. It's flowing with milk and honey. And the Bible says that they, they brought a cluster of grapes back from the land and that two men were carrying it. Amen. Uh, that's some fruit. Amen. It's, uh, it's, it's flowing with milk and honey. It has everything that the Lord said that it had. It has, it has everything that was promised. Amen. It is flourishing with life. It's, it's lush and it's got, it's got anything that we could ever dream of is there. Amen. But, somebody say but. There's giants there. There's, there's, there's enemies there. There's giants there. Amen. There. Uh, and we were as, as grasshoppers in their sight. And then it says, and so we were in our sight. Amen. The, fact that the obstacle that was in the promised land, they saw as bigger than they were. Amen. And when they saw the obstacle as bigger than they were, they saw that obstacle as bigger than God was. Amen. When they saw an obstacle that they could not overcome, they immediately saw an obstacle that God could not overcome. 
Amen. Even though they'd come through the Red Sea, they'd watch the hand of the Lord upon them. Come on. They'd, they'd watch God parted the Red Sea and destroy the armies of the Egyptians. Come on. He fed them with manna out of heaven. He gave them quail out of heaven. Come on. He gave them food from heaven. He provided for them. He was light unto them in the night. And he was a shadow for them during the day. He was a protection round about them, behind them, and before them. And beside them but when they saw the giants in the land of promise they cowered in fear and they came back and ten of them said we can't take that land because the giants are there and it's too much amen they're they're too great amen it's the children of Anak Amen. They're giants. They're, they're bigger than us. They're, they're greater than us. There's, there's no way we can, we can overcome it. In fact, what they were telling him is, we're okay living in the wilderness. We don't want to fight the fight that needs to be fought. Amen. But there was two that stood up and said, hold on a minute. The Bible says that Caleb stilled the crowd and stilled the people. And he said, we are well able. Come on. We're, we're, we're more than able to take that land. God gave us that land of promise. And it's before us to go take it. Amen. It's before us to seize what God has given us. But the Bible says that they would not see what Caleb and Joshua saw. They would not see that God was able to do exceeding abundantly above all that they could ask or think and the bible says that their carcasses fell in the wilderness amen they died in the wilderness somebody say they died in the wilderness amen and 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 god counted it as unbelief right it was because whenever there's an obstacle put in front of us it is to keep us from claiming the promise of god Amen. How many know that God said, I have given you the land? That's past tense. I have given you the land. It is yours. I've given it to you. I have given you this promise. Amen. But just because God's given you something doesn't mean that he's alerted those that are, are, that are, that are occupying the land at the moment. Amen. He, he gave them the land, but there was an enemy that was occupying the land. He gave them the permission to have what he had promised, but there is an enemy in the land that's occupying a land that is seemingly an obstacle to the promise of God. But I want to tell you today that if anything stands in resistance to the promise of God, I don't care how great it seems. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how broad it is. I don't care how powerful it is is it cannot stand before God and the promise of the Lord. It must come down. Amen. Those ones that would not believe it, would not go out against the children of Anak. The Bible says that that generation died in the wilderness. They died not receiving the promise of God. Amen. In fact, they were waiting around for those folks to die. That's, that's crazy, isn't it? Amen. They're waiting for the, for, the, for the last generation to die so that the generation of faith can have what the last generation wasn't willing to take. Amen. They were, they were in a wandering process, wandering around in the wilderness. Amen. Wandering around in the desert. Amen. How many know that even though they were wandering in the desert, that God still took care of them? Amen. He said that their clothes didn't wear out. 
Amen. Their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. They're wandering in the wilderness, but God's hand was still upon them, feeding them manna from heaven. And how often did, did, they, did they murmur and did they complain against the Lord and say, well, I would that we were at the flesh pots in Egypt. Come on. I, I would that we were back in Egypt because even then we had food before us. Does anybody know what was in the flesh pots? The leftovers. That's the pe- not, not, not the good meat. It's the innards. It's the, the stuff that, that when you, I don't mean to be disgusting, but when you gut an animal, you take all that stuff out. Right? And you keep the meat, the good stuff. Well, the Egyptians kept the good stuff and gave them the, all the leftovers, right? And so they boiled it in a pot, and that's what they ate. Amen. And when they're, when they're following God in the wilderness, they longed for the days when they were at the flesh pots. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a new life ahead of you. There's a life that God wants to give us, a life of, 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 of happiness, of satisfaction. But there's still something on the inside of some of us that longs for that flesh pot, that longs for that disgusting stuff in Egypt, for that place of darkness, that longs for all those lusts and appetites to be fulfilled, I'm going to tell you if you're going to get God's promise, you're going to have to take on a new mindset. You're going to have to throw off the things of the world and run toward the things of God. Amen. The time came when that that generation died. Amen. Somebody say that generation died. And there was a, a, a generation that, that had risen up that God had prepared in the wilderness to take the land of promise. Because the older generation, all they could think about was whenever it got tough, was going back to Egypt. All they could think about when it got hard and they had to exercise a little bit of faith was going back where they came from. Going back to something that was familiar to them. Amen. Going back to something that used to fulfill their desires. Amen. But now there was a generation rising up that, that knew not Egypt. Amen. That, 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 that was born in a wilderness. Amen. They were, they were born in a place that they wanted to get out of. Come on, they were, they were born and raised in a place in the wilderness where they never had anything of their own. Amen. They, they wore the same shoes and the same clothes for, for years. Amen. I believe uh, Pastor Bounds had it right when he said, I believe that the clothes, the shoes just grew as they grew. Amen. The pants just grew as they grew. The shirts just grew as they grew. Amen. As they never grew out of anything and they never wore anything out because God made it fit them all the time they were in the wilderness. Amen. They wore the same change of clothes the whole time. Man, some of us wear three outfits a day. Becca's pointing up here to somebody on the front row. Must be one of our children. You see, when you're the one that does the laundry, come on, mothers. I don't know, maybe some of you daddies. My dad said he runs things around his house. He runs the vacuum and the washing machine and 
He was joking, though. Weren't you? Yeah, he's well taken care of. Amen. Where was I at? What's that? All the clothes. Anyway, a generation that was ready to have what God had promised. Amen. And, and Joshua was to, was to take over, and he was to lead them into the land of promise. And God told Joshua, he said, he said uh, you're, you're to cross over Jordan, okay? But you need to be strong, and you need to be courageous. What's it mean to be courageous? What's it mean to have courage? You do it. Even, even if you're afraid, even if you have a little bit of fear, come on, even if you, 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 you really, you know what God said, but the circumstance looks impossible, you go because God said, but you don't really know in yourself how it's going to turn out, right? You just put God first and what He said first, and you stand on that, and you're strong in that, and you do it. How many know that when David went before Goliath, he probably had a little bit of fear? Right? When he stood, we picture David as standing up with all this confidence and, and not, not never giving him an opportunity to have fear, but faith and courage is standing up in the face of the circumstance and doing it even though you're not really sure how it's going to turn out, right? You just know that God said go, and so you're going to go. You know that God said do it, and so you're going to do it. Amen. You don't depend on your own ability or your own strength to bring it to pass. You know that in order for it to happen, it's going to take God fulfilling His promise in your life. That's what faith is. Is. We put faith in that what we cannot see to do that which we cannot do ourselves. Come on, somebody. How many know God is bigger than our adversary? He's bigger than our struggle. He's bigger than the obstacle that's seemingly standing in front of us. But he told him three times, be strong and courageous. Amen. Be strong and courageous. Amen. Be strong and courageous because I'm with you. And everywhere that you go, I'm going with you. And I, every, everywhere the sole of your foot trods, I'm going to give you. Amen. As I was with Moses, so I'm going to be with you. Why do you think he told him all of that? God don't say things that don't need to be said. Amen. Somebody needs to remember that. Amen. We need to take the whole counsel of God. Amen. We need to take every word that's been spoken. Come on. We need to dig it out and take it all. He said, meditate in the law day and night. Amen. Don't, don't let it depart from you, but meditate in it day and night. Then you'll find your way prosperous, and then you're going to have great success. Amen. How many know that being in tune with what God's doing and what God's saying is, is of imminent importance if you're going to follow the will of God and you're going to conquer the enemies that's standing before us? Joshua. He's told him, be strong. Elbow your neighbor and tell him, be strong. And have courage. 
Because when God gives you a promise, you're going to need it. Amen. When God speaks a word to you, it's going to come in handy. Because that means that there are going to be circumstances that stand in front of you that look the opposite of what God spoke to you. Come on, am I preaching to anybody this morning? When God gives you a word, He knows that you're going to need it and you're going to have to stand on it at some point in your life. Come on, how many know that when he, Joseph had the dreams, he had some circumstances rise up in his life that did not dictate he was going to be elevated, but his circumstances pushed him down until at the end of his trials he was exalted and the dream ultimately came true. When God gives you a word, he gives you a dream, he gives you a vision. Come on, he makes you a promise. There's going to be a moment in your life you're going to have to stand on that promise. You're going to have to step out even even though you don't see it happening, you're going to have to act like it's already come to pass. Amen. Be strong and courageous. Because be thou dismayed. Be thou not dismayed. We don't want to be dismayed. We want to be not dismayed. What is dismayed? Discouraged? What else? Dismayed means that you may not, right? It means that, that, that you don't have the permission or that you can't do what you want to do, right? Don't let the mindset take hold of your mind that you can't do what God has spoken to you to do. Amen. And how many know that the circumstances in front of you will dictate that you can't do it? And if you trust what they're saying, if you trust what the circumstances are saying and what the voices are saying, you will be dissed. It used to be back in the day when Mike, when me and you were in school. That, that was a big thing. He dissed me. Remember that? Does anybody remember that? You just got dissed. The young people have no idea what we're talking about. That was the thing, wasn't it? One, one of the, your buddies that say something and knock you down a notch and your, everybody else would be like, oh, yeah, he just dissed you. And you know, I had no idea what that meant till yesterday. I'm a slow learner. He dissed you. Look, think about every word in the dictionary that it begins with this. Disappoint. Discourage. Dismiss. Dismay. What else? Distressed. Disrespect. Discontinue. Right? Dis disorient? Yep. Disinherit? Come on. Think, think about it. I mean, it, it, it's sending a message. 
right? It's telling you that you can't. It's telling you that you won't. Come on. It's trying to diss you. Amen. The whole, the whole plan of the enemy and our adversary is to try to diss us. Amen. He wants to discourage us. He wants to have us to be dismayed. He wants to disinherit us. He wants to take things away from us that we're supposed to have and make us think that we can't when we can. Make us think we won't when we will. Come on. But how many know the Spirit of the Lord when we get in His presence? He wants to encourage you and inspire you and give you the things that you think you can't have. I want to tell you today, God said, yes, I'm going to go with yes. No is not an option. Somebody needs to receive that. It's not an option to turn back. It's not an option to not get it. It's not an option to be delivered or not to be delivered. I will be delivered. Amen. It's not an option to whether I'm going to make it or not make it. I will make it. Come on. I will live and not die and proclaim the word of the Lord. Amen. There's got to be something that rises up on the inside of us that says, I will not quit. I will not back down. I will not let go. I'm going where God promised, even if I got to go by myself. Amen. You got to stand on it. Amen. When you've heard from God, you got to stand on it. You gotta declare it. Come on. You gotta proclaim it because your circumstances are gonna dictate something else. It's gonna tell a different story. But at the end of the day, he's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. He said, the things that I have spoken to you, they will come to pass if you faint not. We gotta hold on. Somebody say, hold on. We gotta go. We got to keep praying, even if it looks like it's not changing it. Come on, we got to keep being faithful, even when it looks like it's never going to move. We got to keep, we got to keep going to church and seeking the face of God, even when it looks like it's not going to change, it's not going to move, the behavior is going to stay the same, it's going to continue the same way that it was. I beg your pardon. I got a word from the Lord that says it's going to move, says it's going to change. I got to wait for the promise of the God. The promises of God to come to pass. Amen. I have given you the land. The first obstacle is the Jordan River. <laughs> Amen. The Jordan River stands between them and crossing over. They prepared all their stuff, they tore down their tents. They packed everything up. Amen. Which was a hard process. They got ready to travel. Has anybody ever gotten ready to travel? I hate it. I tell Becca, just get me some stuff. She's like, what do you want? I don't care. Just get, get me some underwear and socks. Amen. Give me some. Give, give, just make sure you got the most important clothing. Everything else I can rewear, but I'm not rewearing that. Amen. Just give me some stuff. Amen. You pack. You, you pack it up. You, you you load it in the vehicle. Amen. It's a it's a process to get ready to travel. 
Amen. How many know that if you're moving, that if you're planning on moving, you got to take up stakes. Those tents took a while to set up and tear down. But when they made up their minds, they were moving. They, they took up stakes, right? They began to tear down, right? This is not a permanent place. I'm, I'm not staying here. I'm going where God is calling me to. And so in order to do that, i got to prepare to move. Amen. I'm, anything that's got me permanently settled in the wilderness, come on, how many know it's coming up? I cannot have connections to the wilderness that's going to keep me there. Amen. I can't have connections to things that are dictating bondage and, 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 and not having enough when God's trying to take me to a place that He will show me. Amen. i got to be willing to cut ties with everything that has me staying in the wilderness. Somebody say amen. Friendships. Come on. Lifestyles. Mindsets. Amen. Whatever it is, I got to leave it in the past. Come on. Uh, 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 a poor self-image or poor self-esteem will cause you to stay lower when God's trying to take you up and, and, and take you higher. Come on. How many know that he, you're not the same person that they said you were? You're not that person that Egypt uh, tried to beat into your head uh, that you were. You're a king's kid. God's trying to call you up. Uh, don't settle for less uh, than the will of God for your life. You're worth it. Amen. Too many times we stay where we're at because we think we don't deserve better. Amen. I want to tell you this morning, you deserve better. Come on, you deserve bigger. You deserve greater. You deserve to be happy. Come on, you deserve to be completely satisfied on the inside. You deserve to be saved. Wow. Somebody say, I deserve it. Amen, I'm going to do it for me. I'm going to do it for my family. Amen, I'm cutting ties with the world. And I'm reaching for the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm cutting ties with what's holding me back. And I'm reaching for that, those things which are before me. Paul said, I'm letting go or forgetting those things which are behind me. And I'm reaching for those things which are before me. I press toward the mark of the high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. There's a life waiting for you. You just got to reach for it. Amen. There's a better life waiting for you. You got to desire it and you got to reach for it. Somebody say reach for it. You have to want it. Amen. They put the... They put the the Ark of the Covenant out in the front. They got the priests out there carrying the Ark of the Covenant. The Bible says put the priests first. Amen. The moment their, their feet touched the water, The moment their feet touched the water, it was in flood stage. It was impossible to cross with everything intact. 
This moment that they had the presence of the Lord and they put their feet in the water. This is the way I like to preach it. They took a step towards what God was calling them to. Come on. The moment they took a step in that direction and stepped into the obstacle that was keeping them from where God was calling them to, the moment that they stepped into the water, the hand of the Lord, but the water didn't part until they stepped into it. Amen. The water, the obstacle didn't move until they made up their mind. They were going in the direction that God said, even if it's still there. Because I have a promise from God. Everywhere the sole of my foot trods, He's going to give it to me. And whatever stands in my way, I'm going the direction of the Lord. He's going to open the door. Come on. He's going to open doors that no man can close, and He's going to close doors that no man can open. He said, I'll make a way where there seemeth to be no way, because I'm the way maker. Amen. And the moment that they stepped in the direction that God intended for them to go, the obstacle that was seemingly impossible to overcome moved out of the way. Amen. And I want to tell you, sometimes that's the way it is with God. You got to be willing to step out even when it doesn't look like it's going to happen. You got to pray the prayers even though it doesn't look like it's having any effect. Because when we move in God's direction, He will make a way. Somebody say, He'll make a way. They got on the other side of Jordan and there was Jericho. Amen. Just because God pointed you in that direction. Just because he gave you a word doesn't mean that there's not going to be obstacles. Amen. Overcoming obstacles is probably the biggest part of living for God. Because there's so many things, so many dynamics that don't want you living for the Lord. There's so many things that want to try to keep you from doing what God commanded. That's why he said, don't turn to the right or to the left. Why, why do you turn to the right or to the left? Well, what's the point of doing that? You're avoiding something, right? Or, or there's, no, there's no way I can go that way. There's no road, right? So when you come to... To, to something in the road or something in the way, it makes you want to just go around it. But that's not God's way. We don't just go around stuff. We go through it. Right? We don't just go around because when God puts you on a path, there are going to be obstacles that you have to overcome and get through and get past. But that's not my responsibility. That's God's responsibility. My responsibility is stay on the path. Right? Keep declaring the word of the Lord. Keep praying the prayers. Keep being faithful to God. Keep giving your tithes and offerings. Keep being a faithful steward of all that God has given you. And I'm telling you, that, that obstacle that's in the way, it won't be able to stay in your way because when God promises you, it will come to pass. If you don't faint, if you don't turn left or turn right, but just stand in the face of that thing and declare it be gone. Somebody say amen. 
Amen. Some of us are hard-headed enough, we'll do that. Amen. We'll stand there until God moves that thing out of the way. Amen. We'll keep beating our head against it. Come on. Amen. We'll keep praying, hitting it with prayers. Come on. We'll keep, we'll keep studying the Word, declaring the Word of the Lord. How many know that's the way of walking by faith? Amen. They crossed Jordan, and there's Jericho. Amen. Jericho is a walled city. Amen. It is, it is uh, uh, you, cannot, you cannot take a land without destroying the inhabitants of the land. Amen. Because they, they think it's theirs. Right? But we have claim to it because God promised it. Amen. When God promises it, that takes precedence over everything else. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Thursday night, uh, I was in the prayer room, and I was praying. When we, when we pull in the parking lot, the Lord really dealt with me to, to drive around the whole block. And every time, I, every time I come to the church, to drive around this block right here, Grant Street to 6th Street to Marietta, back down here to 7th Street, and to claim it. I don't know. I didn't know I was going to be preaching about Jericho this morning then. Amen. I didn't know. I didn't feel it until later on. But how many know that's the way God works? Amen. When He promises it, He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm not trying to kick anybody out of their houses, but God will prepare something better for them. Come on, somebody. Amen. If it's purpose to be, God will make it be. And he wouldn't have laid that on my spirit if he don't want us to have the whole block. Come on. And so I got my kids doing it. Amen. I got them driving around the whole block every time they come to the church and just claim it in Jesus' name. I declare it in the name of the Lord that this whole block is going to be ours. We're going to own it. Amen. We're going to have it. We're going to expand this baby. Come on. We're going to grow this thing. God's going to have a church in Cambridge. Come on. But it's going to be because somebody goes where nobody else is willing to go. Amen. If we're going to have what God has promised, we got to be willing to go where nobody else wants to go and do what nobody else wants to do and pay the price of sacrifice that nobody else wants to pay. Somebody say amen. amen. He stands up, Jericho. Joshua's out there by himself looking at Jericho, the great walls around Jericho. The, uh, if, you, if you look at the archaeology, they actually, the archaeologists found the city of Jericho. And they, they dug it out, and they could tell that it was a walled city. And around the city was, was a deep, uh, like, moat all the way around the city, where it was dug out of, of very hard bedrock and it was 27 feet wide and 9 feet deep. And it said, when I was studying it, it said, it said that it took many, many, many years to dig that out in order to secure those walls. Because, you know, it makes the walls harder to breach when you dig out around the outside of it. 
Because now, even though it might only be 27 feet to the top from ground level, now you're 36 feet and you've got to overcome this big ravine. Somebody say amen. How many know that when the enemy tries to set up his fortress, he fortifies it? Amen. He tries to make it insurpassable. He tries to make it so that it can't be overcome. Amen. He digs down as deep as he can get to make it as hard as possible for them to jump over. Amen. But how many know he can control humans that way? How many know he can control us that way? But he can't control God. So Joshua's looking at this city and he's like, this is next, huh? Right? I thought I thought he gave me this. I thought I thought it was mine already. I thought I thought I thought it was something that that I wasn't gonna have to work for. That I wasn't gonna have to if you think that God's gonna give us something that we don't have to put faith in him for, you're crazy. And let me, just, let me just tear down this wall right now. You're not going to win the lottery. If the purpose of God is on your life, you're not going to win the lottery. So quit playing it. Why would he give you something that's going to take away your, the, the, why would he take away the only thing that's causing you to put your faith in him? Amen. Why, why, would, why, would he, why would he give you something that, that, that's going to cause you to sit back and relax and not, not work and not pray and not labor, not read your Bible, not go to church because you have too many other things to do? Why would he do that? Some of you get mad because you don't win. Has anybody ever prayed over a lottery ticket? Come on now. Come on. see a lot of guilty faces uh, that that's that's counterproductive uh, you're uh, you're praying over something that's not the will of God in the first place come on somebody amen you're you're waiting for God to give you something that you're not going to have to trust him for Amen. That you're not going to have to walk in faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We, 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 we walk by faith. We walk by faith in God's Word. Faith in the promise of God. Amen. We don't, live, we don't live according to what we have, but we live according to what God has promised. Somebody say amen. The, the, the fact that Jericho's standing in the way is just an indication that God wants to do something great. Amen. Obstacles, the enemy put there to keep the promise from happening. But how many know God allowed them to be there so that when He moved them out of the way, you'll know that it had to be God. Amen. There's something about the Lord that wants you to know who He is. Come on, there's something about God that wants you to know how powerful He is and how much He loves us, how much He cares about us. But the only way you're ever going to truly know that is if you put your faith in Him and you keep doing what you know to do, even though it doesn't look like it's going to happen. When it happens, you say, only God. Amen. He's standing out there and, and He turns around and he's, there's a man standing there with a sword, his sword drawn. 
he says, oh, you scared me. Are you for us or against us? Are you for us or for our adversary? Let me know who, who you are here. He's like, uh, nay, I'm, I, I'm captain of the Lord's host. Amen. I'm not for you or against you. I'm for the Lord. Right? Come on, somebody. His answer was no. Nay, I'm the captain of the Lord's host. Amen. I'm not taking orders from you. <laughs> somebody say amen. There's a plan put in place that I'm the captain of. Amen. Take the shoes from off of your feet. For the place that you're standing, it's what? It's holy ground. Amen. We, we got to come to the place in our lives where we look at obstacles differently. Amen. Come on. We got, we got to, we got to come to the place where we look at walls differently and we look at adversity differently than where we look at opponents differently. Amen. Because, because the place where he was standing was not just a place where he's trying to figure things out. It's holy ground. Because whenever something is standing in the way of the plan or the purpose of God and it's about to be removed, we know that God's there. Come on, anytime there's a promise, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Anytime there's a word from the Lord, anytime the prophetic is resting upon your life and there's something seemingly standing in the way, you know that you're in a place where God is because God will not back down from any enemy or any obstacle or any sickness, no matter how great it may seem. If the word of God is going through that thing, that thing is about to move or that thing is about to come down or it's about to change its form because the purpose of God is upon me. I'm not going back. I'm not turning right. I'm not turning left. I'm going forward. I'm going where God has purposed because that's holy ground. Hey Amen. Too many times we, we, we get a hard place and we step down off of our faith. Come on, we step down off of our conviction. We, it gets too hard to believe. Amen. How many know that they were promised the land? They were promised it, and that thing was seemingly standing in the way. And it didn't move when the angel said, hey, we're on holy ground. It was still there. It was there. It was still existing. It was still standing in the way, seemingly. Amen. But they gave him a commandment to go forward and how to conquer that thing. Amen. We have to understand this morning that there is no obstacle that can stand in the way of God's plan. There is, there is nothing that the enemy can do to, to, to stand in the way of what God has purposed. Come on. The only thing that he can do is try to diss us and get us to believe that it's never going to be or it's not going to happen or we'll never be able to overcome it. And then and only then will the promise of God be stayed in our life. We have to believe the word of God in the midst of all the trouble in the midst of the circumstance, in the midst of the obstacles. Believe God. Amen. Somebody say, believe God. Joshua is on holy ground. Amen. God's about to do something great. 
He's letting Joshua know, you're going the right direction. I'm about to do something great. Amen. Uh, I've given you. He says, he says, see, comma. Somebody say, see. What do you think of when you see that word? Vision, right? Vision. Seeing is vision. He said, see, I have given you Jericho. See it. I have given you Jericho. Come on, see it. Is anybody seeing it this morning? See it. See I have given you Jericho. Amen. Before God can do that thing in our lives, He's got to convince us. Come on, we got to be convinced that He's going to do it. Come on, somebody. we got to see it. Amen. Anytime you talk about seeing, you're talking about envisioning. Seeing the vision of God. Right? Seeing something that, that has been spoken. Amen. Sometimes when I'm sitting and I'm hearing the preached word of the Lord, I can actually see it with my eyes. Is anybody else that way? I close my eyes and I start picturing the things in the Spirit. Come on. Things moving to their place and doing what, what it's supposed to do by the power of the Word of God, by the power of our prayers. we got to see it happening. Come on. we got to see it coming to pass. And if you see it coming to pass, you're going to step into it with all faith and expectation that it's going to come to pass. But before you can do that, you have to see it. Somebody say, see it. Can you see it this morning? Can you see this church filled with addicts? Come on. Can you see this church filled with people that have been delivered? Can you see it filled with people that have been healed? Can you see it filled with orphans and, and the fatherless and the motherless that had no place to turn? Can you see it filled with single mothers that have no place in this world? Can you see it filled with the homeless and the hurting and the wounded? Come on, can you see the people of the city being blessed? Can you see that thing coming to pass? Can you see it happening? Amen. When you begin seeing what God sees, come on, you'll go where God's saying go. And when you go where God's saying go, he makes provision. I'm almost done. You can't have provision without vision. Somebody say amen. God's not going to provide until you see it and start moving in the direction that he said. Come on, somebody. When, when you're walking in the vision of the Lord, there's a blessing of provision. Amen. Because the provision only comes in the vision. Amen. It only, you only get the provision because you're in the vision. Somebody say amen. 
And so well, as he's standing there, he's, he's pondering what he's going to do. How, how are we going to overcome this obstacle? And, and God gives him direction. He says, I want you to, I want you to get, get everybody together. I want you to march around the city. All right? I want you to, for six days, I want you to march around the city one time a day. Okay, I want you to get all your stuff, all your armor on, all the men of war. I, w- I want you to uh, have the worshipers get the, the priests get the trumpets. I want you to I want you to march around that city like you're ready to fight. Right? I want you to do that for for six days. All right, but I don't want anybody speaking a word. I don't want you saying anything. Okay? Don't talk. You know one of the biggest ways to destroy what God's doing is for us to start talking? Here they go. Can you hear it? All the armor and all the the feet as they're marching. That's all you can hear. Is they're marching around the city. No talking for seven days. Let's go on a seven-day fast. No talking. You can, you can do yourself a lot of good, probably. Amen. Some things might start to change. Just because you shut up. If the, hey, if you don't have the right things in your heart, How many know the wrong things are going to come out? Because the Bible says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when I don't feel right in my heart, Dad, I can't talk. Right? Some people say, oh, were you mad? You just didn't talk very much. I don't have anything good to say. Sometimes. That's the way of it. And God telling them not to talk, I think basically what he's saying is, uh, first of all, I want to see if you're going to listen to me. Secondly, I'm trying to do something here. And I don't need you fighting against me. Amen. Because marching around a city that's walled can seem idiotic. And so can you imagine about the fourth or fifth day They're walking around the city wall, and they're like, what in the world are we doing? Imagine they're thinking that in their minds. How how is this doing any good? What is is the purpose of this? What God tells us to do doesn't always make sense. Amen. We need to to open our mind to that. It's not going to make sense to your reasoning or why he said to do it. Amen. He just said do it. When he says do it, you do it. Amen. They're walking around the wall and they're probably thinking, going home at night, but they can't talk about it. Man, what an enjoyable dinner table. All you hear is the knives and the forks. Any loud chewers in the room? All you hear is Mike crunching on his food. (laughs) Right? Amen. We're sitting at the dinner table looking at each other. All thinking the same thing, wanting to say the same things, amen, but they didn't. The Bible says on the seventh day, he said, I want you to march around seven times. 
And on the seventh time, I want you to, I want you to shout. I want you to blow the trumpets. And I want you to shout with a voice of triumph. And the walls are going to come down. Seventh day, seventh time around. Amen. I don't know about you. I just started jogging in place. Right? Knowing that the anticipation of we're getting ready to get to talk. Amen. We're getting, we're getting ready to, to, to break our fast. Amen. If you haven't talked for seven days, you're going to be ready to shout. Amen. You're, you're setting that aside for the Lord. Amen. He, he wanted them setting that aside. Save your voice for me. Save your voice for the seventh day. Save your voice for the victory shout. Come on. Save it up. Think about it. Dream about it. Because when the seventh day rolls around and it's time to shout, I want you to shout like you've never shouted before. Amen. They blew the trumpets and they shouted. And the Bible says that the walls came tumbling down. They just fell down flat. Amen. Immediately, they were able to get to what they were kept from. Amen. The thing that they had no answer for. Come on, somebody. The thing that, that, that seemed, was seemingly immovable or impassable, we'd never be able to conquer. Something that they'd never be able to overcome. Something that, that, that they thought to, that would, it would never happen. Amen. The moment they waited, they did it according to God's Word, and when they did what He said, the walls fell down flat, and they immediately rushed into the city and took the city. Amen. They waited for... For the timing of God and the purpose of the Lord, they did exactly what He commanded and what He said came to pass. Amen. Why don't you stand with me all around the building? It's felt a little bit different this morning. What are you, what are we standing in the face of this morning? Amen. What is the, what are the walls What are the walls that, that, are, that are seemingly in the way that stand in the face of our forward movement? What's that thing that, that seems impossible to change? Every one of us have things. Every one of us have things. Every one of us have a Jericho. I believe. I believe there are things right now that God has promised that they seem like they're impossible to come to pass. I come here this morning to remind you of the word that He has spoken. And to remind you that when the time comes, He will do what He said He will do. And we have to trust to keep doing what we, He's purposed for us to do, even in the midst of the obstacle. And when the time comes, that thing will be broken. It's, it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to look at the things that are before us and, and 
and speak negative. Like it's never going to happen. But I'm telling you this morning, be strong. And be of a good courage. For God is with you. Amen. He's with you this morning. And regardless of how big it looks and how, how immovable it looks, come on, how great that obstacle is that stands in, in front of you, God is bigger. Come on, and His plan will prevail. And His word will come to pass just as He spoke it. Jesus was crucified. All of his disciples ran, went their separate ways. How many know the Bible says the whole earth was covered with darkness in the moment that he died? What a dark moment. Amen. What a, what a great obstacle. They thought, wow, our hope just came to an end. Right? Everything that we put our faith in and belief in just came to an end. They're running and hiding. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and John are at the, at the cross watching Jesus suffer. And Jesus looks down and He says, Mother, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. He's telling them it's time for you to leave. Amen. John took Mary, cared for her. The Bible says that he gave up the ghost. He said, it is finished. Gave up the ghost and died. Can you imagine those three days? I think some of us can. Can you imagine what they were feeling in, in that moment where they had nothing to put their hope in? The only thing they had to hope in was the words that he had spoken. He's dead. Rode the stone in front of the tomb. Amen. Sealed it. This man is dead. He's never coming back. Amen. But we all know the story. That on the third day, come on. Right about sunrise. <laughs> that there, the earth began to shake. There was an angel rolled away that stone. He said, he that was dead, he's not here, but he's alive forevermore. He has gone before you as he said. How many know that when Jesus spoke it, it was already written in the books. It was going to come to pass. Death couldn't hold him. The greatest obstacle ever to stand in our way could not hold him. But how many know he overcame it? Amen. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. He made a way for us to be saved. And I want to tell you this morning that there's no obstacle greater than God. Amen. There's no obstacle greater than the purpose of God. If he spoke it, it's going to come to pass. 
Some of us, we look at the lives of our family. We have a word over their lives, but we see the life that they're living is different from the, the lifestyle. What God has spoken is different from the lifestyle that they're living in. And we have to trust the promise of God in these moments. Keep walking around those walls. Keep praying the prayers that need to be prayed. Keep declaring the word of God over your situation. And I'm here to encourage you this morning. It will come to pass. Why don't we lift our hands and thank the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The enemy has tried to diss us. He's tried to discourage us. He's tried to cause us to be dismayed. He's tried to cause us to give up. On a, give up hope on what we've hoped and longed for and what God has spoken is going to come to pass. Amen. You've looked at your circumstance and your situation and you deemed it greater than the Word of God, but I come to reverse it and, and remind you this morning that God's Word is bigger, that His plan is bigger than your circumstance, that His Word over your life will prevail. Don't turn away from it. Come on, don't walk away from it this morning. But declare it right now. Come on, why don't you declare it? Declare it over their lives right now. Come on, declare it over that thing. If you're struggling financially and you know that God has given you a promise, why don't you begin to declare and speak over those things right now in the name of Jesus. If there's sickness in your life, if there's addiction in your life, it's time to stand up in the face of that thing and say, I will not back down. I will not walk away. I will not turn to the right or to the left, but I'm going to stay right here until that water parts. I'm going to stay right here until I'm delivered. Come on, this, this altar's open this morning. Why don't somebody crawl into this altar today? Come on and say, I'm not backing down. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up hope. I'm not letting my faith go in the midst of the struggle or the trial or the temptation. I'm not going back. I'm not going back where I came from. I'm going where God commanded. I'm taking a hold of the promise of God. And I will not let go. I will not be dismayed. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be of courage in the midst of fear. Come on, in the midst of the uncertainty, the circumstance, the situation, in the midst of the jobs and what's leaving and the prices of gas and everything that's happening in the world. Don't be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Come on, he's got a plan. He's got a purpose. It's in the middle of the vision. Come on, can you see it this morning? Can you see it happening? Can you see yourself free from addiction? Come on, can you see yourself debt free? Can you see your family serving the Lord with gladness, filled with the Holy Ghost, worshiping God with all of their hearts, with their lives, with all that they possess? Come on, declare it this morning. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.